Yeah, this is the newest creation from the beautiful mind of M. Dickey of hard time fame as well as wrestling empire, just banger after banger. He's a mad scientist and all he brews up is absolute heaters. So I've got high expectations here. You're telling me this guy is 16 years old and he's 5 foot 4. I don't know if I'm a student or a teacher, I'll be honest. I guess we'll see. I'm a student. I've been held back a few grades. <laughs> I'm also in the witness protection program. Unlucky. Hello, fellow 16-year-olds. Oh, no, I'm not... I'm just being honest. Yeah, I'm 40. Let me suplex her. That way all the other students will like me. That'll be huge for orientation. Oh, wait. I, am I in control right now? How do I... Oh, it's arrow keys to move. Come here! I'll teach you to tell me... Oh, yeah! No one tells Jay and Rico to go to class and gets away with it. Ah, Jesus! Principal Storm, no! God damn it! Oh, Jesus. Sorry, wrong. Principal Storm, please move. How's this for an icebreaker? Oh, he stole my guitar. I don't know what that sound effect was. I think I farted in his face. No! Oh, God. Professor Utonium. And a sex offender's up there playing the acoustic guitar as well for a little soundtrack. Oh, man. An actual little kid. Take this! I'll bully you for being shorter than me. Oh, fuck! He's flying! Ah, there we go. Why are you booing? It's called hazing. All of my peers are here. Oh god, oh fuck! From the top turnbuckle, oh no. I'm so sorry, Professor. Miss Cooper, no! I broke her arm, oh no! I'm ready to learn. What does the Latin word Lucifer mean? Devil. Oh, demon. Well, that didn't go according to plan. Got me with a big ol' fucking powerbomb there right through the, the desk. Thanks, buddy. Yeah, go get him for me. Take this, Henry! Yeah! Yeah! Furious kicks! Like fucking Sanji. Yeah! 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 Go home, Henry! Yeah, that's right, nerd. Go read a book or something, dweeb. Hit him with the iPhone. Yeah! No woman will ever text you back. Okay. Alright, I'm going to eat now. I've had my fun. Is that Dwight? Oh my god. Why are you doing this? I'm just a boy! Oh my lord, I'm telling my parents. Oh god! <laughs> Jesus, all the sound effects stacked on top of each other sounds like Ed Ed Nettie. Okay, I've, I've learned my lesson. 
I'll go to class. No more hooky. Good god, they beat me within an inch of my life. Henry, you again. How many times do I have to teach you this lesson? God damn it. Lower lumbar injury again. I took my eyes off the game for one second, now all of a sudden I'm in a letterman. Alright, I've become like a jock now, that's pretty cool. Is that you, Henry? That better not be you, I swear to god. No, it's not. Am I drunk? What is happening? How injured am I? <laughs> oh, fuck. They threw me in the trash. Can you stop teabagging me for a second while I recover? Thanks for the membership, Paragon. Oh, Mom! Why? <laughs> Come on! Haven't I been through enough? Oh, Dad. Oh, my goodness. Mom's throwing dynamite at me. Dad's giving me hugs. Balanced, as all things should be. Oh, another hug. You're so affectionate. Thank you, Dad. I really appreciate the, the good vibes. Thanks for always believing in me. Mom, don't do it. <laughs> don't do it. Not in front of Dad. Okay, now I'm about to witness some domestic violence, perhaps. Why is why is Mom so aggressive? You dialing the police to report this? I don't blame you. Wow. The driving mechanics feel really good. <laughs> oh, is that you, Henry? Who am I hitting? Oh, no, that's not Henry. But you broke my motorcycle. I'm, I don't need to work on my mental health. I'm fine. I'm gonna see a movie. What's playing? Oh, 007 Goldeneye, my favorite. Oh, Jesus Christ! Ouch! What the fuck is this? Why? I'm not going to the principal's office. School's closed, ma'am. Jesus. <laughs> okay. What accusations against me? I got assaulted at a movie theater. She grabbed onto my back like a fucking sloth. Oh no, I did do that. That's fair. No, that... She does have a point there. Come on, baby. Come on. Let's go! Suck my dick, Miss Monaco! I'm innocent. You're just jealous you're not as good as driving as Jay. Yeah. How do I get off? There we go. No, no, no! Oh shit, oh! Damn it! Ouch! I just wanted to go inside the bus. What? I don't need an orange. You keep it. Leave me alone, Penny. What? Why would you do that? But why is everyone so mean? Fine, if it's a tussle, you want it's a tussle, you're gonna get... You little sack of shit. Yeah! 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 Nah, fuck you then. Come here. I'm going on the top turnbuckle. 
Come here. You can't escape my Frankensteiner. Or Moon Vault. Nope, never mind. I'm going to bed. <laughs> I don't I don't even know how I hit you, ma'am. I am so sorry. Oh god damn it. Okay. Just beating more children here. How do I throw this football? Oh no, not that. Don't do it. Don't, 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 don't. Okay, okay, okay. Highly unnecessary. Oh my god. Oh my god. Nurse! Help! There we go. Oh. Dominic, stop it! How do I throw this football? I'm trying to toss the pigskin. Mom, what are you doing out here? Man, my mom is so aggressive. You again. Penny Spencer. My- Oh! No! My arch nemesis! Oh shit! Why? You too, mom? E2 Brute? Why? Defend me, mother! Ugh. I'm blacking out, I'm blacking out. Hold on, I'm- alright. I maintain consciousness. I'm- I'm getting in the car. Take this, Penny! This is all your fault! I think this is school? Yes. Okay. Oh god, why? Who reported me? It was Penny. I already know it. How do I climb this? There we go. Oh god damn it! Ah. The rain made it slippery. Fuck. I'm trying to go to class. Can you lend me a hand there, bud? Oh, thanks, Oliver. Oh, no, no, no! I can't see what's happening to me. Ow, someone's hitting me. Someone's hitting me. Ow! Who is- is it you, Oliver? Oh, god, now everyone's ganging up on me like they're trying to recover a fumble. Please stop it! I'm just a boy! A 40-year-old boy! In high school. Oh, there we go, I reversed it. What do you mean, what am I doing here? You are trampling me. I am trying to get to class. Actively. What did he- oh no. Oh boy. God, being a teacher is just such a thankless job. She's dual-wielding brooms to protect herself from the rowdy students. Are you hitting on me, Becky? Alright, let's- I'm, I'm ready to ride. I can't wait to see how the AI drives. Okay, I, don't, I guess I'll never see how the AI drives. Where are you, Becky? Did I get pranked? I'm going to the cinema, I'll drive you. And then she doesn't come in. Please don't throw that Molotov cocktail at Walter White. We're in a movie theater. Oh god, watch out! Oh, was a dud.
Okay, he didn't like me picking that up. Is that you, Becky? Oh, it is. Okay. Nice. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that was cool. Oh. Oh, yep. You better run. He's looking for you. What is his... I wonder what his destination is. Oh, nice. I'm in the studio now. With all the babes. Here, let's start a fight in here. That's always good podcast content. Oh my god! Fuck! Oh boy. Man, the podcast listeners are gonna love this audio. Yeah, get all this on tape. Oh, we fell in love. Fuck yeah. Or wait, oh no, that's my mom. What the fuck are you doing here, mom? Hiya. <laughs> the chaos is very cool. Help me, Jay. I'm not sure I can handle Felix Bean. Thanks, Lego. I mean, I can't handle Felix Bean either. Look at him, he's a fucking killer. Alright, Felix. Oh, shit! Damn you, Felix! Uh, I really don't need the advice, Nathan. I didn't ask. Though I am a little exhausted. But I still didn't want you to tell me. You don't tell me, see me telling you how to live your life. What gives you the right? Let's go! This is where Wrestling Empire takes place. Wow. Okay. Alright, this guy's got narcolepsy, I guess. Ugh. I'm so close. Just a little alcohol. No! Oh, Chloe's here. Alright, who do I buy beer from in here? Ah! Help! Help! Oh, god damn it! Help! I'm so close to the stool. What? Why am I supposed to be in the theater? I can't even walk anywhere in this town. I'm too exhausted. Leave me the fuck alone. Fuck you. Oh, God. Okay, alright, big guy. You just had to be a hero, huh? I would like that phone, actually. Thanks for beating my ass and then offering me a phone. Oh, hey, good luck, Nathan. I don't know who did that to you, but good luck. I've got no information on what happened to Nathan. What is going on? Why is this guy so mad at me? I'm swimming. This man's over here doing like a crazy breaststroke, like a fucking mermaid. What did I do wrong? Get back in here, buster. Come here. Come here, Igor. 
Why can't I grab you? Get in the pool. Assault! What? What are you talking about? Who? I'm being framed. Get in the pool. Thank you, Professor. Get him in the pool now. Oh my god! <laughs> Professor, I'm here to help you! What? Oh! Wait, no, not me! Ow! Ow! Well then. I think swimming went pretty well. Mr. Turner was the aggressor, not me, er, Principal. You assaulted the same student! You strangled the devil out of him! And then threw him into the pool and he can't swim! It better be ruled in favor of me, I've done nothing wrong. Mr. Turner's a menace! Thank you, a little common sense on the, on the premises. Mr. Turner should be in jail. The teachers are over there forming some kind of club. I know my calm, composed, stoic demeanor may not give you any clues or hints at my internal struggle, but trust me, right now, I'm spiraling. I'm falling down a dark path I swore I'd never walk again. Like a former addict who finds the pipe once again, I have found my... Long since abandoned drug. I have become hooked on reading horrible text messages from dudes trying to get laid again. It's been many moons, and some of you who have been around the channel for a while may remember I've made a lot of content covering horrible pickup artists as well as horrible text messages with self-proclaimed nice guys who are one gentle no away from letting the demon out and just flipping the switch to a full-blown conniption. Like, the word boyfriend would be, you know, a winter soldier event that would have them just go ballistic. And I've made quite a bit of content, both laughing at the absurdity of it, as well as using it as an educational tool, like, hey, don't be like these goobers. But, over time, I started kind of petering out from doing that, because I just made so much of it. And I stopped indulging in that kind of content until recently. I could only fight the urge for so long. The werewolf is coming out. It's a full moon, and that moon is nothing but fucking cringe. I saw some text messages today that I've just got to go over. Now, before we embark on this journey together, it's important that I let you know that these are two college students. As we go through this, you'll probably assume that it's two 13-year-olds, but that's not the case. These are two college students that worked on a group project together, and now we're coming in after the completion of the project. So, they say... I just emailed Professor the final draft, so we should be good. To which the poster says, yay, and then sends a meme, go team. I really enjoyed working with you. You seem like a very sweet and smart girl, and I'd love to take you out sometime. To which they say, that's very kind of you, but I have a boyfriend. Oh boy. She said the phrase, I have a boyfriend. There is no phrase more powerful in the English language than that. The strongest sentence ever constructed. That's like the nuclear bomb here. I have a boyfriend is a phrase, nay, an incantation, more powerful than a vada kedavra from Harry Potter.
and it's just been deployed. So you can already start to speculate where things are going to go south. He responds by saying, Heh, well thanks for leading me on, which catches her off guard. She says, I'm sorry, but I don't think I've done anything to imply I was interested in dating you, to which he responds, It's just funny how you never brought up that you were taken until now. Which is an interesting thing to respond with, because that makes it seem like he expects every girl that's taken to immediately state that upon starting a conversation with a man. Like, they need to wear some kind of sign or some kind of label on their forehead that says, Currently in relationship, not available, thank you. Try again at later date. Although she does say that she mentioned her boyfriend. Actually, I did. When I was at your house, I told you my boyfriend was picking me up. Which he's able to counter beautifully by saying, I thought you meant a boy that you were friends with. Because why would you go over to a guy's house if you're dating someone? And she says, because you offered to host and we needed somewhere to work on our project together. My boyfriend knew and didn't care because all we were doing was working. I'm sorry if I did anything to give you the wrong idea. And then he says, you let me buy you a pizza. Now, admittedly, I understand where the guy's coming from here. We all know about the law of equivalent exchange thanks to Full Metal Alchemist, and we have something like that in the real world. If you buy a girl a pizza, she is obligated to have sex with you. It's the pussy for pizza transaction. It's as old as time itself. So the fact that he was able to buy her a pizza and he didn't get his winky stinky is shocking. But anyway, he seems to really put a lot of stock in the importance of that pizza. Like that was going to carry them all the way to marriage. Like this is a moment she'd remember for the rest of her life or something, that pizza that he bought her. But I'd, I'd like to backtrack a bit just briefly. Let's go to the previous chapter where he said, I thought you meant a boy you were friends with because why would your boyfriend be okay with you going to a guy's house to work on a project? And I feel like that's a dog shit perspective that's not unique to just this guy in this situation. I've seen a lot right now where people work under the assumption that if your significant other is doing anything in any capacity with someone of the opposite sex, it means that they're unfaithful to you and they're cheating. But I just don't really subscribe to the belief that most normal, sane people think that way. Of course, there are extenuating circumstances to that, but in this scenario and in most scenarios like this, where it's just she's working on a group project with a classmate, I don't know why you'd immediately jump to, she must be a whore who's going behind my back to fuck this one goofball in her class and pretending that they're working on a group, pro group project. I just don't think that's something most ordinary people jump to immediately. And in this case, the guy views it as weird that she ever even agreed to go to his house to work on this group project if she was in a relationship. But I just don't understand why that would be viewed as weird. Like, where else are they going to do it? Like, if they go to her place and do it, it's the same problem, right? Now, she has invited a guy over to her house and she's in a relationship to work on this group project. Wouldn't that be the same issue? Or if they go somewhere in public and do it, like a fucking Starbucks or whatever, it's still the same issue. Like, oh, now they went to a public place where people go, like, on dates sometimes to do this group project. So you can always make that argument no matter what. So it just, I don't know, it just doesn't compute with me. But anyway, back to the pizza. I offered to split when you told me you were ordering a pizza and you said it was your treat. If you'd like, I can sell you for half of the cost. Yes, I'd like that. And you ate more of the pizza than I did, so you should pay for like two-thirds of it. Now we're getting into the nitty-gritty math calculations here. Like, well, actually, listen here, Harpy. You ate more of the, the pie than I did, so you're gonna, you're gonna need to reimburse me more for it. And you know what? It wasn't my treat, because this Halloween there was only tricks. You tricked me. You lied by not telling me that you had a boyfriend. So give me extra cash for that pizza, 
you disgraceful harlot. She's being as gentle as possible here. I imagine she's scared of this individual, and she said as much in the comments of the post. She said that she didn't want to, like, get too aggressive back because then she'd be, like, afraid of what he might do. It's just, like, I understand where she's coming from. You don't want to, you know, poke and all of that. So she's just like, okay, that's fine. And I'm sorry again if you got the wrong idea, but I thought I made it clear that I viewed this as a professional relationship. Well, you didn't. And then he comes back and says, don't leave me on red. So he's getting very aggressive here. He, he's red in the face. He's steam coming out of the ears. Like, I understand why she wants to, like, tiptoe around this as gracefully and smoothly as possible. And it's something I've said a lot on stream where in the current climate of things, it feels like everyone's more on edge than ever. Like, I've read so many stories over the last couple of years of people snapping at the smallest things. Like, even the most minor inconvenience. Like, this is a story I've referenced a lot, but it's one that actually legitimately sticks with me. There were, there was a murder at a subway where a man shot two subway workers because they went a little heavy on the mayonnaise on his sandwich. Too much mayo was a death sentence for one of the two workers that was shot. The other one did survive, but I mean, it's, it's things like that where you just... It's never really worth pushing back. So in a case like this, I understand why she'd want to be really light about it. And I just want to mention that because I saw a lot of comments like not really grilling her or anything, but just really kind of wondering why she was being so polite in lieu of all of the aggression from this guy. And I totally understand why she would be. I, I really do get it. I just wanted to point that out real quick. But anyway, it wraps up by saying, I don't think this conversation is worth furthering, which is fair. And then he responds saying, It's ridiculous you even chose a guy to work with if you have a man. I bet he was upset even if he pretended not to be. Now, she explained this a little further in the comments. She didn't even choose him to be, like, her group project partner. Apparently the way the groups were chosen were people chose topics and whoever had similar topics worked together. So these two just happen to have the same topics. It's not like she went out of her way to choose this, you know benevolent angel to work with or anything but anyway i understand this was like a very short text exchange it's only like three screenshots here but i just think there's a whole lot to digest and analyze here as we as a species have become more and more isolated all of our socialization and human interaction comes from behind a computer screen now mostly almost all of our interaction with each other is through the internet so it's leading to a lot of people not knowing how to socialize or not knowing how to pick up on like social cues and I don't even really blame individuals for that, but it's led to situations kind of like this where this guy really views that her being off the market, you know, having a boyfriend should mean that she shouldn't do anything at all with another guy, even work on a class project to, with another man. And also, something as simple as buying a pizza shows some kind of romantic interest between the two of them, some kind of mutual romance. So when it turns out that she wasn't interested and it leads to a rejection, it's something that he doesn't know how to handle appropriately. And overall, it is just pretty sad. Yes, it is like equal parts entertaining with some cringe text messages, of course, but at the core of it, there is a problem where people aren't going out in the real world and making genuine human connections. It's all through computers. So when you are in the real world with real humans, you don't really know how to handle things super well. So something as simple as getting like a rejection is a much bigger deal than it used to be. And overall, like I said, it's just kind of sad. I wanted to just talk about these text messages because I got real <laughs> deep on why. Why would this be the response to something so simple? And of course, the text messages are very silly, like with the whole fucking pizza side quest thing. But anyway, yeah, I, I just wanted to talk about it a little bit. That's it. See ya. 
I'm sure all of you know this about me by now, but I love cryptids. I am such a huge cryptid enthusiast. You would catch me at like a Bigfoot convention if they were hosted anywhere close to Tampa. I love it. If you don't know what cryptids are, I'll just briefly summarize it. It's basically these very peculiar creatures that are claimed to exist, but no concrete proof has ever confirmed their existence. So things like Bigfoot, Loch Ness Monster, Yeti, Chupacabra, Goatman, Mothman, Batman, you know, things like that. And there's entire communities dedicated to hunting them down and proving that they're real, and they come up with their own fun technology for it, like, you know, a Sasquatch reader, where it'll be like a codename Kids Next Door device, basically, it's like a fucking toaster with like an antenna sticking off of it that's supposed to pick up on, you know, electromagnetic waves that <laughs> Bigfoot disperses out or whatever. Uh, it's just really fun. I've never seen real evidence that proves the existence of any of these cryptids, but I am always glued to any and all new updates around it. And today we were blessed with a big one for the biggest cryptid, Bigfoot. It's an elusive creature. Alright, just squat it down. Yeah, let me see your camera, I'll do it. That little bastard thought he could go for a leisurely picnic one afternoon and we wouldn't notice? <laughs> Hooey! Thanks to technology advancing as far as it has, we were able to capture this moment in glorious 4K. We have technology on us at all times with our phones that's able to record these situations and give proof to the claims that have existed for decades now. We caught this fuzzy fuck face red-handed. He went out there, he squatted down, Maybe taking a shit, maybe getting ready to eat, we're not entirely sure yet, but one thing's for sure, this lit the Bigfoot community ablaze. Now obviously, the cryptid community is no stranger to hoaxes. There's been many frauds out there that have faked footage and sightings and evidence and all of that. But this one, many are saying, is legitimate. So, I'll give you a little backstory on it in just a moment, but I do want to say, there are different levels of cryptid enthusiasts. There's the ones that will believe anything, even just like a random post on, you know, GameSpot.com forums or something from like a completely anonymous user that says, the chupacabra just broke into my house and sucked grandpappy's cock. Like, I can't believe what I just witnessed with that one. And they'll be like, I, I knew the chupacabra was out there and apparently it's a sex offender. They're like, they'll just take it at face value. Like, I bet I could reach out here and be like, I got your nose, and they'd freak out like, oh shit, my nose! But that's not the whole community. There's a lot of people that enjoy cryptids that understand that there is a different level of evidence required to prove the existence of the creatures. And in this case, there is a lot of them that are saying, this is pretty compelling. So let's go over the story. So a woman named Shannon, along with her husband, were on a train in Colorado, and they noticed something odd out in the distance. There was this goofy looking creature going for a little stroll and her as well as a few other passengers at the back of the locomotive took notice, took pictures, took the video and according to Shannon they had been naysayers when it comes to Bigfoot but seeing was believing. Now even in the zoomed in photo it's actually kind of hard to make out the full creature here. It looks like he's entered stealth mode. So perhaps Sasquatch are born with some innate ability to camouflage themselves here, and that's how they've been able to elude us for so long 
those crafty little devils. And she states that it didn't cause a big panic or a big uproar on the train, and that if the passengers at the back hadn't noticed it, it would have gone completely under the radar and no one would have ever seen it. So they believe it's a legitimate sighting because it seems like a random chance encounter that they, you know, just happened to see it. It wasn't like a Jack Link's commercial that they stumbled upon. It was nothing like that. It really, to them, felt like they just witnessed a miracle here with a, a Sasquatch walk. So, now it's time for an expert to weigh in. Me. What do I think about all of this? I think this is a bunch of baloney. I really think what most likely happened here is some jokester, a, a practical prankster, put on a Bigfoot costume and just walked out there hoping that people on the train would see him and it'd lead to a big viral video and it'd just lead to headlines, basically. For no other reason than just to have a little fun. It's not exactly the hardest thing in the world to get a Bigfoot costume and just walk out here into this field. Like, I don't think it's so disconnected from civilization that it wouldn't happen. And even if it is actually pretty far away, there are no limits to the lengths people will go to for a joke, especially something like this. And everything here just really strikes all the boxes of being suspiciously set up. Not by the people on the train. I really think everyone on the train was in no way, shape, or form involved in it as like some kind of big plan. It's just this guy and maybe a couple friends decided to do this because it'd be fun. And that's it. I really don't think this is real proof of Bigfoot. I, I just don't. Would love to be proven wrong. Maybe we get some master Sasquatch super soldier out there that's able to use this video, get the exact longitude, latitude, go to the coordinates and actually wrangle Bigfoot together and put him in front of, you know, the world and say, look, it's real. That'd be great. But I'm not expecting that to happen. I, I really don't think this is an actual Bigfoot. But that doesn't stop it from still being fun. Like I said, I love cryptids. I love cryptids so much that I'm actually starting a show about cryptids with Jackson and Windagoon. This is going to be a little shameless plug. It's called The Red Thread, and it's going to be posted on the official YT channel. That's the new channel for the official podcast and all of the other shows that we do there. So The Red Thread will be posted on there, and it's all about cryptids, baby, because all three of us love it. So just a quick, brief little plug for that. It's coming up pretty soon. But anyway, back to the topic at hand. Unfortunately, I don't think this is real evidence of an actual Bigfoot but that doesn't take away the fun of it. I always love to see some new cryptid content, and uh, that's really about it. See ya. Hey, Vsauce, Michael here. But now, I'm not. I'm gone, like 90% of the original silent films ever made. Six of the seven wonders of the ancient world deleted, like that text you thought twice about sending, or a Snapchat photo, right? When Stalin decided that Trotsky was an enemy of the state, he had Trotsky removed from photos he appeared in with Lenin. Plenty of software tools and professional services allow you to do the same. Don't just forget the actual attendees of a moment in time. Delete them. But where do things go when they're deleted? The Google Ngram Viewer allows you to search words and phrases in 5.2 million books published between 1500 and 2008. It's a great way to see how the words we use have changed over time. 
1979 was a significant year. According to the Ingram viewer, it was the first year we began to use the word delete more often than the word erase. Biological deletion still wins, though. Forget is by far more pervasive in our communication. But how does a computer forget? Moving a file to the trash is just the beginning. To protect against accidental deletion, when thrown in the trash, a file remains on your computer in a temporary directory, a sort of purgatory, where it awaits a more ultimate deletion, but can be resurrected if you wish. When you empty the trash, you are warned that you cannot undo the action. But when you empty the trash, the physical space inhabited by the file isn't actually emptied. It's marked as empty, available if and when new data needs to be stored somewhere. The file's home has become available real estate, but the file itself hasn't moved out. Only the pointers have gone away. Pointers are another type of data on your drive that point to places in memory where the actual file they are referencing can be found. They're a bit like the table of contents, which means that on most operating systems, deleting a file and emptying the trash is like deleting a chapter from a book by turning to the table of contents and marking the chapter as empty. There's nothing here. Do what you want with the pages. To a computer reading the table of contents, it looks like the space is empty, but of course that doesn't change the fact that the contents of the chapter are still there. Special data recovery tools look through memory marked empty, available, to see what's actually there. If you're lucky, they can even find a file and save it, bring it back, mark it not available, undeleted. But if some of the file has already been overwritten, there can be problems. The file can be corrupted, melded together with other data like some kind of digital Frankenstein's monster. A couple years ago, a laptop that belonged to photographer Melanie Wilhide was stolen. It contained many of her recent digital photos. Luckily, police were able to return the laptop to her. They found it in a car they pulled over, but the thief had wiped the laptop's hard drive clean and had been using it for his own purposes. Data recovery experts were able to find some of her files still there on the now empty space, but the files had been slightly overwritten by things the thief had done. They'd been corrupted, but in a really cool way. So cool, Wilhide decided to exhibit the work. She titled the show after the thief who made it possible to Adrian Rodriguez with love. If you want to delete a file so completely it can't even be recovered in a cool, weird way, like Wilhide's photos, you will need to overwrite the unwanted file completely. Deny the file a proper burial and rearrange its corpse with new data. One overwrite should be fine, but some people do as many as 35. Even 35 overwrites might not be enough. Sure, the overwritten data is hidden, but what about bad sectors? These are parts of a drive that devices can't access because of failed transistors or physical damage. An overwrite won't be able to reach them, meaning any data that was ever put there stays there. 
So if you are the United States Department of Defense and you don't want to take any risks, you will also shred, physically pulverize unwanted drives. The US, Europe, Japan often send such electronic waste to dumps in Ghana, like this one. This city in Ghana is known as Earth's digital dumping ground. Why Ghana? Well, it is cheaper to send unsalvageable electronics to Africa marked as a donation than it is to properly recycle them. But there, in these electronic dumps, the files can still be brought back to life. Organized criminals operating in Ghana have managed to successfully recover data from unregulated e-dumps. They have been able to find confidential multi-million dollar agreements involving the Defense Intelligence Agency, Homeland Security, and the TSA. Shredding paper to get rid of whatever used to be on the paper isn't even safe either. It's not easy and it doesn't always work, but by scanning shreds of paper, computer software can match the pieces together. But in the past, shredded documents have been unshred by hand. In 1979, Iranian students seized the U.S. Embassy in Tehran. With the help of local carpet weavers and years of hard work, they managed to reassemble thousands of pages of confidential documents shred by the CIA. The smaller the shredded particles are, and the more of them there are, the more difficult the task. So the Department of Defense requires that the majority of shredded particles not exceed five square millimeters. If you really want to delete something, destroy it, erase it, time is on your side. In about 5.4 billion years, the sun will become the ultimate shredder, a red giant large enough to swallow Earth whole. Everything will be fine for billions of years, but many accepted models of the universe predict that in 10 to the 100 years, whatever intelligence is left will witness the universe's dark era and its final heat death. The end of the universe, the end of any file or photo or memory of you ever being accessed again. Every time something happens, a little bit of energy is lost. For instance, friction through sound or heat. That energy goes out into the universe a little bit at a time, slowly, more and more. Eventually, in a closed system, energy becomes homogeneous, evenly distributed, the same everywhere. There's no gradient, maximum entropy. In a little glass of ice water, it's pretty quotidian, but given enough time, our entire universe may be no different. A gradient, a difference in energy from one place to another is necessary for things to happen, for files to be created and read, for life to exist. And in 10 to the 100 years, there may not be any usable energy left. In Isaac Asimov's short story, The Last Question, humans are concerned about this. As the story leapfrogs billions of years into the future, their list of solutions doesn't get any longer than none. So if we think across a grand timescale, is cosmic deletion, the freezing of everything, heat death, all we have to look forward to in this universe? We went to the moon 
we brought flags with us that we planted on the moon representing a place on Earth. But those American flags on the moon are likely erased now. Their symbols and colors bleached by the intense radiation of the sun on the lunar surface, unfiltered by any atmosphere. The flags are still there. We didn't take them back with us, but now they are empty. White flags. White flags representing our surrender to the inevitability of deletion in the universe. But we today are preoccupied with just the opposite. What really saturates our language, what we really seem to talk about is creation. Things happening, not loss. Compared to erase, forget, and delete, make practically deletes deletion. The flags on the moon are bleached out. But is that bleak? Are they deleted or blank? Like a fresh sheet of paper ready for new stories. Really, it just depends on what you make of it. So thanks for making things. And as always, thanks for watching. I just learned about a genre of content I never knew existed, and now I've become a huge fan of it. It's door-to-door -door salesmen posting their most embarrassing moments, just proudly posting their own L's as if it's like a report card to be proud of that's pinned on the refrigerator. It doesn't make any sense. So there's a few TikTok creators I was scrolling through today who claim to be a highly successful door-to-door -door salesman. But if you watch their videos, almost every single one of them is them making the people they're trying to close on angry, getting kicked off their property, and just generally never succeeding. And yet somehow that's supposed to serve as an advertisement for this product that they're selling to their audience, which is a guide on how to be a successful door-to-door -door salesman. It just doesn't compute in my little noodle up here. You're selling a course on how to be successful as a door-to-door -door salesman, yet every video you post is your failures. <laughs> it doesn't add up. Like this, this equation, the mathematics, it's too advanced for me, I guess. Today we're going to focus on one test subject here, a very interesting specimen named Oliver. How to make $250 tomorrow in three steps. One, go to Home Depot, buy a squeegee and a brush. Two, go knock doors and ask them if they want a price on window cleaning. Hey boss, how are you? Good. Have you seen us? No. Good looking guys, gray shirts? Yes. This is about I don't know if you know Miss Palmer. I'm gonna take one step, I'll just show you and then I gotta run. We're you just helping, we're not selling anything. Don't treat me like a dog, sir, I'm not. I'm just okay, a hard working right now, okay? I'm really busy. Get the f out of here. Okay. Now, when I initially saw this, I thought it had to be satire, like this guy's just taking the piss on door-to-door -door salesmen. But he's not. Oliver, his whole career, is being a door-to-door -door salesman and trying to bestow upon us plebeians his sage wisdom when it comes to this craft that he's clearly mastered here. So if you read the description, the caption on the video, it says, you know, how you can turn it into thousands of dollars. And then when he's going through, like, the beginning where he's saying, you know, two, and then he holds up three. Like, it's clearly supposed to be a joke, but he really does this. This is his job. And he just proudly showcases these horrifyingly shameful moments here. There's very few people in the world that like door-to-door -door salesmen. That's up there with, like, telemarketing scams. Like, people don't like to just be accosted on their front porch by people that don't really take no for an answer. 
So Oliver embodies that entire <laughs> belief system and tries to teach others as well. Now he does sprinkle in a couple of successful deals on his page, but it's hidden like like pickles on a burger in between all of the failures that he showcases. It's, it's baffling. And sometimes the descriptions are just way off. So it'll be like, here's how you make $300 in five seconds. And then he doesn't make $300. It's not five seconds. And you're left with your dick in your hand wondering where it all went wrong and why Oliver lied to you. It's just really confusing because from everything I see here, he's not that great at door-to-door -door selling anything. So buying a, a, a course from him would be like, buying a guide on how to get laid from an incel and like the footage they use to promote the you know getting pussy book is footage of the writer the author going up to women and them saying ew no it's like really weird to try and advertise your door-to-door -door sell or salesman course with the footage that he showcases Hey boss, how are you? Have you seen us? The good looking dudes with blue shirts? No. <laughs> you missed us. Show you super quick. We're given a bit of a discount for dudes with glasses. So Oliver has a script that he never really deviates from. He is actually a video game NPC with only a few dialogue options. He always starts with, hey boss, if it's a man. And then he always says we're doing a bit of a discount for something that the person is wearing or something appearance wise. Like sometimes, you know, women with short hair, women with curly hair. And they're like, ha ha. Thanks. And then he goes into his hard sales pitch here. You qualify. <laughs> Give you a quick price. Yeah, that would be good. I love the setup back there. It's usually 309. Comes down to 209. We have a plan to paint. But we okay. want to wash everything at the same time. If you have a phone number or something that they can call later. It's a job worth doing in a couple months. If things are worth doing in three months, they're worth doing today. We don't want to do that today. If I can have your phone number. Sure. But... If you call us back though, it's going to be 309. Yeah, I see that. If we could give you an awesome job, could we call it 149 give you a bit of a discount? If it's worth doing, then it's worth doing today. I don't want to do that today. He tries to really put the nipple clamps on him here. He wants to close this today. And he is not budging on it. So the, the guy is being very respectful. He's like, hey, you know, maybe we just schedule this for another day. Really not feeling it for this afternoon. But Oliver, he's on the hunt right now. So he just keeps dropping the price lower and lower, hoping that he can get at least like a hundred something dollars out of this exchange. Because he knows he's not getting a call back later from this or anything like that. So it's just desperately trying to keep making a sale here on this guy who's just trying to be nice and indulge in the pitch but eventually doesn't work out they go their separate ways oliver does sometimes get pretty aggressive though he follows the same script of course but sometimes he seems to get hurt because i think he has a pretty high level of entitlement kind of the route coordinator no, no, on no no showing is easier than tell no 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 come on where i know i'd rate it a plus no, no, no. Sorry, we're just guys. doing we're, we're really happy with what we got what do you got go away go on go on this you is my property I want you off it. I haven't even told you what we're doing. I'm not interested. I don't do things at the door. Cool. Okay. People always say no to things they don't understand. Oh, don't, don't. Have a great day. It's always, there's always one guy. I'm happy to check off the stubborn guy for the day. Have a good one. Insufferable. The elderly gentleman here isn't the bad guy. Nobody likes door-to-door -door salesmen. Like, plain and simple. There are very few people that enjoy that. And the ones that allow you to go through the... The whole kitten caboodle song and dance of what you're selling are the ones that are just too afraid to just say no to your face and close the door 
because that's not an easy thing to do for most people. That that takes a lot. And most people, it becomes kind of like a high-stress situation trying to figure a way out of it, but no one's usually interested. So this old man just being blunt about it isn't necessarily a bad thing. Another thing I notice a lot with door-to-door -door salesmen is they really like elderly people because they're much easier to manipulate into giving them money for a usually subpar service and something they legitimately don't need in any capacity. So this guy was just not having it. He's saying, no thank you. But Oliver keeps pushing. He's like, oh, you don't even know what I'm doing here yet. Oh, people always say no to things they don't understand. Just being a fucking insufferable asshole. Like, condescendingly talking to this guy as if he's an idiot for not doing this. And it's just trash. Like, I think that's just awful. So then that clearly gets him even more riled up. And then Oliver's like, hey, I'm checking the stubborn guy off the list. Like, what? what is this? Elementary school? Hey, Junior, listen. No gold star for you. You're a, you're a bad egg. Not a good noodle. You know, so what the fuck, man? Like, you went up to him, he did not want it, you should have left when he said no, but that's not how you operate. When you hear no, you just keep pushing. It's all just super slimy, and of course nothing about him is genuine. He has set lines that he says to each person that he encounters, because he doesn't even really view them as people. They're just potential money bags that he can grab a few bucks out of. It's just there's nothing good about what he does. And I also don't really trust his claim about being this guru salesman. And he claims that he's made over 9,000 sales. But I truly think that's just a meme. Based on everything I've seen here, I, I just I don't put a lot of faith in that claim at all. And then he even tries to post testimonials, at least in one of the videos I saw, where it was just like two Discord messages from two completely random people that are claiming that they're making, you know... A couple thousand dollars a day thanks to everything that Oliver's teaching them, and I feel like there's no fucking way. And we're giving a bit of a discount for people that are sitting on steps, <laughs> which is coincidence, actually. Go around, count it up, just give you a quick price. It's okay, we, we do it every other year, and we have some we usually use, and this isn't our year. Is he as good-looking as me? It's such a cringy routine, too. He always mentions himself being a good-looking guy almost every single time, too. It's, it feels like a lot of insecurity here that's brewing up and that he's trying to mask with this, I guess, bravado, perhaps? I I don't know. It's just so off-putting. So pretty much every time he knocks on a door or approaches homeowners at their property, he mentions like, hey, have you seen us? Like me? Good-looking guys in this shirt? Well, here's our discount for, you know, ladies sitting on steps. Ha ha ha. I don't know. It's, it's fucking awful. This did not lead to a sale, by the way. I'll spoil it for you. They, they were not interested, surprisingly. Thing I call it 125. Sorry, I don't think it's in the budget right now. 125. <laughs> okay. Thank you, though. <laughs> the caption on this one literally says how to close deals, and he gets a drive-by rejection. So he's talking to her at the door, wasn't working out. She then comes back around and says, nope, still a no, sorry, basically. And yet he still says how to close deals, even though, like, if you watch the video, he doesn't close the deal. He gets the door closed in his face, fundamentally. Like, she didn't, like, slam the door in his face or anything, but it was a no. I think there's probably enough clips here. I, I just find this to be so fascinating to hype yourself up as a guru of a craft, but then all of the evidence you present of yourself being that guru contradicts it, because it's mainly failures or just being misleading. Now, like I said... He does have a couple of successful closing deals here that he posts videos on.
but I wouldn't even say it's the majority of it. I'd say it's like pretty even between failures and the deals he closes. And keep in mind, these are only the ones he films. I feel like he's filmed every single successful deal he's ever had and has only posted like half of his failures. So it's probably like a ratio of 500 failures to one person who just finally gives in after being pestered enough and says yes reluctantly to him. So it's not exactly the best ratio. Uh, I'm just spitballing numbers here, but that's kind of the impression I get. I just wanted to talk about it because I didn't even know this little genre of content existed. So I found it interesting. That's about it. See ya.